where how this kind of ties in is that not only is he not trusting the bad guys, right, to like not spill his secret identity or his family, he doesn't trust anybody with his secret identity. He's always got to have the mask on to be a hero, right? So this kind of ties in to my personal testimony a little bit. So when I was a little kid in middle school, I was bullied a lot because of my obsession with comic books. Henceforth, it has not changed. So, but I was, I was, see, y'all had some generational gap here. Y'all had like the cyber bullies and stuff. Well, I had the classic, you know, give me your lunch money kind of ones, you know, the crack their knuckles. And to the point where I got my head, got hit in a locker, I got stuffed in a locker once. I got my hand clamped into a locker. And that takes skill because not only did the lock, like they slammed it on my hand, but it went far enough to where it latched. So it was locked. So I had to wait till the person came to do their combo so I can free my hand from the locker. Yeah, yeah, the cyber bullet, yeah, either way. So, <laughs> so I, I, I get the more old timey movies when it comes to bullying, but it caused me to have this kind of sense of distrust a little bit. I was like, God, why would you let this happen to me? You know, how can I trust people? And I had a lot of trust issues for a really long time. And I never trusted anyone really close because I was always afraid that if I showed who I really was, I'd, get, I'd be that kid that gets beat up again or in this day and age now it's like made fun of all the time, called whatever. So I put on my mask. I put on my Spider-Man mask, right? always came off as this confident person, you know, always made the jokes, always tried to fit in with the crowd, started like getting into shape because I didn't want people to beat me up anymore. And I was really scared and at the same time, just a person who's distrustful, right? I had no reason to. So it wasn't until my junior year of high school. So mind you, this happened maybe in middle school. So now we're all the way to junior year in high school. I'm almost in college, y'all. That's pretty, pretty long gap and I was at a retreat for my high school and this retreat where well, I went to a Christian school and so we were at this retreat and we had a speaker that day and he was going to tell us about four different chairs and four different chairs represented four different types of people right the one all in for God two was the kind of like ah, really is he really there are we sure and then I'm going to skip the third for a second. And then the fourth one was the complete non-believer. And so, of course, it's the end of the retreat. So it's the last sermon. So it's the one where everyone cries because it's going to be the come to Jesus one. So every single freshman is going to be teary-eyed because their first experience is like, oh, my gosh, this is amazing. And then usually seniors, though, are like, Meh. <laughs> it's happened. I've seen it. And I, that's the attitude I came in. I was like, this isn't going to change anything for me. Am I really going to trust God that much more? Well, mind you, the, the pastor or the speaker also, he did the same thing I just did. And he skipped the third chair on purpose. And he said, y'all, for those who, he, he's not always the politically correct. He goes, y'all with OCD probably went nuts when I did that. But he goes, now the third chair is the faker. It's the one that wears the mask. The one that always comes out. As being the one that's a Christian, 
always the good person, always does the right thing, confident. But you always notice that they need their time alone because they need time to take off the mask. So I'm standing there thinking, wow, he just described me for the past, uh, I can't think of it now, what, five-ish years. The man with the mask, right? I'm, at this point, I'm so filled with God, right, that I have no idea what's going on. I feel the Holy Spirit working through me. And then out of nowhere, this guy just looks at the speaker and goes, he, he pulls at Colby a little bit and goes, son, <laughs> won't you declare God is your Savior? I go, huh? <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> I find myself standing up in front of about 370 people mind you, give or take, a couple of teachers, a couple of students not there. And I don't remember standing up. I have no idea what I'm supposed to say. I have no clue at all. I am completely mind blown, right? And when I'm standing there, I, I look at the speaker and I said, sir, I don't even know why I, I stood up. I said, son, I just said, for those who want to switch chairs, who want to go from whatever seat you are, and you want to be all in, dedicated, motivated, and trust in the Lord, if you want to switch chairs, stand on up and decree it. I have no idea what he just said, right? I did not hear that at all. I just feel this urge to all of a sudden, I got to stand up. And I completely trusted God. This is the one few moment where I just get completely trusted God. And I said, you know what? Okay. I'm going to give my life to Christ, right? I'll dedicate it. So I wish, I joke around with people nowadays because I said I got saved by a chair. I kid you not. The man goes all the way up to the stage, grabs the chair, slams it down with a big old Sharpie. And it has a number three, it has a number two on it. It wasn't my chair. Mine was the third chair, but close enough, you know, rounded up. And he slashes it out and puts a giant one. And he goes, here's something to remind you every day. So I am now currently sitting in a chair with a chair in my hand, <laughs> still having no idea. Do I sit in the chair? Do I like remove my chair and then sit onto this one? Do I just hold it? Do I need to like put it in my bag? Am I allowed to have the chair for the field trip? <laughs> I don't know. Is this even my chair? Is it the retreat's chair? What, whose chair is this? And I'm so, again, still filled with the spirit and so confused though at the same time I said, I went to my, uh, almost like a mentor to me. His name is Mr. Flora. I'll never forget that man. And I go, Mr. Flora, I, I apologize to bother you, but I'm so confused right now. I've never have made that kind of commitment in my life. I've never trusted anybody ever. And now I'm being asked and I feel called to trust in God. And I don't even know if I'm capable of it. And he says, son, when we go, if you notice, <laughs> most of these people are from Texas. <laughs> son. <laughs> but we go into this conference room, right? And I prayed the prayer and I gave my life to Christ. Moral of the story, and then I'll tell you a funny part about it later, is that if you get anything out of my ridiculously long and crazy story, is that I want you to know, for those who feel like you gotta be Spider-Man sometimes and put on the mask, you know, I want you to know, 
that God loves you with all your heart, whether you're Spider-Man or, spoiler alert, or you're Peter Parker. Yeah, I know. Just blew your minds. God loves you for who you are. And he absolutely adores you, and he wants you to sit at his table, and he wants you not to be far away from him. He wants you to be at that number one chair sitting right next to him. And, again, I'll, I told you I'd end with a funny note. So while I'm praying this prayer, God made it very clear that my journey as a Christian is not going to be easy. Because at the time, so mind you, this is my junior year, so it's like 2013-ish, 14 I'm going to say around there. And probably the most like inappropriate song at the time is Fancy by Iggy Azalea. And sure enough, as soon as my past, the, my mentor is halfway through the prayer, right when I said, God, I'm giving you my life. Here it is. I hear, I'm so fancy. It's blaring in the chapel because apparently there was a dance party afterwards and I was not invited. Um, and then we came out and they're like, oh, I'm so sorry. It was there. I was, we didn't know how to do that. <laughs> we thought everyone was gone. <laughs> but again, guys, I want to, jokes aside, just always know that God absolutely loves you. And if you give that trust, trust me, I'm not, I was the person that was, did not want anything to do with trusting other people. I liked depending on myself. I didn't want anyone's help because I was always afraid that they would let me down or they would hurt me. But God is the one person, or not even person, God will never, and I mean never, let you down. And he will always be there for you, and he will always love who you are, not who you are with the mask. Can you please pray with me? Dear Heavenly Father of God, we thank you, Lord, that you gave your son for us to die on the cross, to save us from our sins, Lord. And we thank